You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro, who's the Deputy Chairman of Sasfin Securities in Johannesburg. David, it's that time of year, and I'm, as we said last week, actually, it sort of seems as though people want to get away from yeah. what has been 2019, which has been difficult from a South African point of view, I think. I, it, it's, I, I think what we must be aware of is that it's been a very, very difficult year and just talking to people who try and make a living out of the South African market, they continue to delve and dig and try to find places to invest. And it's, it's, it's against the kind of economy that we're seeing, it's very difficult. And let's see what I perceive or see what's happening. When the market, when we started to go into this lower growth scenario, Yes, companies adapted. What they did is they would start to cut costs and look to get rid of non-core businesses and so on and replace themselves. That's fine for the first year. Then a second year comes around and they, they tamper a little bit more. But by the time the third year comes around and we go into a fourth, they're finally broken. And then it's very, very difficult for those businesses to thrive in that kind of climate. Eventually, it's like taking body punches, you know. Eventually, one stings and actually hurts. And I think that's what we are seeing in our market now. It's beginning to sting and hurt. And just to give the numbers, uh, the S&P 500, yes. and I'm working in dollars, is up, what, 25% this year. That's extraordinary. JS, well, you know, call it 20. You know, we, we, we won't worry about the decimal points. But uh, the JSC in, is up about 4.5%. And if we convert it to dollars, it's less than 3%. So that's the kind of difference that one is made by investing abroad or being in the you know, offshore versus South Africa. So we virtually made 3%. And this is another year of non-performance of the JSE. Now, I'm not, I'm not getting emotional. I'm merely quoting the numbers. I'm saying that's what it is. You know, and if it wasn't for the mining stocks and a handful of the offshore Heavyweights, it would have been an absolute disaster year for the for the JSC. Uh, you know, when when we actually analyze what's happened this year, um, you know, in the JSC, it's the you know, the platinum shares have been by far the biggest performer, and they've been staggering performances there. Um, the problem is that they don't make up much of the index. You know, they don't contribute much. They're starting now. So if we take out gold and platinum. We go to the other extreme. I mean, when you see some of the disasters that we've seen on the local industrials, it's been a very, very difficult year uh, for the JSE. So, um, it, it, you know, it's been difficult to extract any kind of performance uh, from this market versus what we've seen on the other side. You know, just really a spectacular U.S. market. Yeah, it's really been spectacular. And when you look at, uh, for example, a set of results that came out today at uh, 7.15 a.m., the company's name is Consolidated Infrastructure Group Limited. Yeah, the share price is down 14%. I mean, this was a share that was a darling of the exchange mm. and a darling yeah. of the small cap investors and the media cap investors. It's down 14.3% as we speak, David. It's extraordinary. Yeah, it's another one of those stocks that you just say that South Africa is this, doing us a disservice. This was a far, I think this was a three to four billion rand company at one stage. I can't remember where it was. I, 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 I'll have to look it up in that. But, I mean, it's now down to 400-odd million. And mm. uh, at, at the, you see, Africa's been a 
big disappointment. Uh, a few years ago, we were talking about expanding into Africa or the promise of Africa, whatever. Against what backdrop, I don't know. You've Everybody never believed the Africa their... story, have you? No. You've no, never no, believed it? No, no. No. I know that. Just simply no. You know, uh, I can't even remember the reasons why. I just, I just had no reason to go into Africa. I just was very... To put it, there are 50 countries in sub-Saharan Africa. Yes. I don't know. I'm just guessing. It's around there. Every one of those countries has a different language, has different borders or different uh, people at the borders who demand different kinds of tariffs if you want to pass through it, okay. which is a nice way of saying bribes. And, uh, uh-huh. and, 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 and so it goes. It's impossible. It's not one big country. It's not China. It's not the U.S., so you have yes a billion people but made up in many many made up of many many different countries so it's very difficult to to do business in africa and we've seen the consequences now in companies like nampac uh which has been destroyed uh ppc you name them you know all these businesses that went in even the even the retailers you know shoprite reconsidering where it should be and so on so i've never believed in it and this was a business that went into africa uh, in the energy sector, I think doing turnkey operations and so on, and uh, it's just gone from bad to worse all the time. I know, the, and I know the operators, and I really feel sorry for them. But it's been a very difficult, uh, very very difficult few years. There's a company called Textainer, which is listing on the JSC, or rather mm. going to the the main board of the JSC. What do we know about Textainer? <laughs> not not a hell of a lot. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, 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 I'd have to do a quick course uh, um, to really give you some idea. I haven't. It's not something I followed very carefully. Okay, so we don't know about that one. Otherwise, the, the rest of the market, the first day of what? the of December, um, it just seems to me that people are just fed up and they just want to just get this next two That's three weeks difficult. out of their way. I, th- I think because it's been so difficult to extract value, our PMI came while the rest of the world is stabilizing their uh, manufacturing indices are starting to stabilize or a gauge of what lies ahead for manufacturing is stabilizing. South Africa was down again. So our business, our business confidence is rock bottom here. Nobody wants to do anything simply because they don't know where this country is going to be. We've still got Eskom. We're no, you know, we're no better off than we were other than we've now got a CEO with, of whom very, you know, people know very little. Uh, there's been, um, we're still worrying now about SAA and whether the government's going to bail it out again. Mm. So there's still huge amounts of problems, uh, overhanging this economy. And I can understand why nobody wants to invest. Uh, not knowing what next year is going to bring. We get our GDP numbers coming out, uh, I think, tomorrow. Tomorrow, think tomorrow. yes, exactly. and, Yeah. And, and uh, estimates are from zero to, you know, minus one or minus 0.1, minus 0.2. I don't know. It'll be negative a negative. Number. Trust me, it'll be a negative after the PMI data we saw today. Yeah. Surely it'll be negative, which yeah. is disgraceful. So, so that means, well, that means that in the fourth quarter, we've got to grow, I don't know, four and a half, five percent if we want to meet the Reserve Bank's uh, projections of a half a percent. So it's, it's, um, it's, it's very difficult. So this is going to be another year of uh, growth of less than 1% in an economy that needs 3 4 5% to make any kind of dent on, uh, on employment. Uh, Matrix will finish, you know, will finish writing their exams. 
uh, we'll get the results, I don't know, sometime in January. Those people who pass matric, probably half of them will never get a job in their lives. Yes. You know, the way, not, not next year, in their lives. They will never be able to find a steady job. That's the kind of economy we face. So I'm saying, you, you know, when you say people are being very, you know, very not nervous here, but they're being very cautious, you can understand why. A lot of work to be done here. And we don't see, we don't want to do it. You know, we just bumble along from day to day, more talk, more, more government committees, more who knows what. Yeah, so many meetings, so many endowments, all <laughs> these sort of things. And then the people that sit down at these places with their fancy food and their cars and everything, mm-hmm. they, they sit down and they say, well, we've just done, we've just had a meeting and we've talked really good things, but nothing mm. happens after that. I mm-hmm. always say to somebody when I'm speaking to them about the meeting that they've just had, the Indaba, the Bosphorus, whatever it is, I say, mm. when are you going to follow up on this? And there's never really much of an answer there. <laughs> uh, they never say, well, <laughs> You've been in the working world. You're not naive to it. No, I'm not. Um, I've been working for, on the 1st of January, it'll be 51 years. I can't tell you how many um, strategy sessions I've been to, you know, and how many endeavors I've been to within oh, the businesses. Yeah. I love the endeavor. You know? <laughs> well, they're great. You know, you have a few drinks. You talk do you remember the endeavor hotel in. Um, oh, yeah, that was great. Do you remember yeah, the endeavor uh, hotel in Four Ways, by the way? still there. I think, I think it's it still is. there. Yeah, a very nice place. But I'm saying, we, in fact, we used to have a lot of conferences out there and, and, uh, sleep over there at night. And, um, you come out of there and the next day you're back to work and nothing happens. You know, you all feel pumped nothing up. Nothing happens. And, the, and, 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 no. And, 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 and that's why, to an extent, I hate Bill Gates for actually having, what's the word, constructed, inventive, developed okay. the PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, <laughs> To put things on PowerPoint is so easy, you know, and everything looks like it's under control. But at the end of the day, you've got to put those plans into operation. Huh? And that's that's the problem. We never do it. We always just talk. And yeah. so you want to do a, you know, one thing about Trump, and uh, I despise the man, and again, for, for reasons today, but, but at least he does things. You know? he battles no, he doesn't do things. Up. Actually, you're giving him too much credit. He doesn't do uh, things. He, he, he just says things. He doesn't do things. Destroys things, yeah. 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 He, he, he does he absolutely acts. nothing. Mm. He um, acts, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm saying even today, you know, he's constantly uh, just, uh, what, what's the word? Not, not destroying things, but really disrupting things. But mm. he does things, you know, whether you like him or not. Um, and, and maybe he's the, the other side of it. You know, today it's steel tariffs on, on Brazil and, um, on Argentina. Why? Because yeah, uh, they're big, because they're big importers of steel. And what he's accusing them of is, uh, is, is manipulating their currencies, uh, downwards in order to give, um, exporters an advantage. And that's hurting, uh, soybean and such soybean farmers in the U.S. It's such rubbish. They're not manipulating. They don't have the power to manipulate. <laughs> know, it's just I the know, world markets. It's people like you that are not manipulating, but determining <laughs> the price of the, already... of, of, of the currency. He's an idiot. I promise you, if you gave a map of the of the world, first of all, you would it'd, it'd have to be a flat map because he thinks the world is flat. And you said, where is Argentina and where is Brazil? And he'd probably go to Germany or Thailand or something. He doesn't know because he's an idiot. No. Well, you see, that, that the, the problem is that 
you, you hit the nail on the head in the sense that these are two economies that are absolutely battling uh, emerging countries that are being taken out. Why? Because of uh, stronger, stronger economies. Also, their political reasons why they are where they are. But they haven't got control over their currency. They can't support their currency. You know, near the Argentine, they're bankrupt. The Argentinian economy is bankrupt. They're on the bones of their backsides, and 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 he's now imposing steel tariffs. You know, I mean, it's actually crazy. But uh, anyway, Mm-mm. that's Mr. Trump for you. Why? Because of because, because of, of the 2020 uh, election. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Anyway. And good luck to him. And I think he'll do very well. And I think he will do well. Look at the JSC's all share index down over one percent today, David. Yeah, yeah. that's not yeah. good. Yeah, I, not not good at all. And it's it's we've seen over the last week very heavy selling of our local industrials. Uh, it's been an ongoing, um, I don't know whether it's sale, I don't know where it's coming from and what's been driving it, but uh, it's been steady and, you know, that's taken the JSC down. So if you go today, the only thing that's holding us up is, a, is the resource market or the mining markets yes. where we've had uh, platinum shares, which is still very strong, a little bit of uh, uh, of movement at the top. Take that away. You've got your banks under pressure. We had a good day on Friday. Banks came back slightly, but now back under pressure and industrials right across the board, especially, um, you know, spe- especially the consumer side of this market. So there's ongoing movement out of this, uh, of, of the JSC. And, uh, while we were up six, seven percent at one stage, I'm talking the Aussie over the year. We're giving we're giving one percentage point um, away every uh, you know almost every day. Another you know on Friday we were down point six. Today, as we talk, we're down about another one percent. So it's been very difficult. Yeah, um, uh, it's now December the second, but December's quite a good month mainly when it comes to uh, overseas markets anyway. And there's a knock-on effect obviously to um, the JSE. So you must be slightly um, optimistic about the, the next three to four weeks before the holiday season comes along. Not here. Oh. Not here. What okay. the trend I'm picking up here is not good. Uh, globally, things seem to be stabilizing or steadying out there, and uh, we're starting to see um, buyers come in. Um, a lot of people who have missed out on this economy, uh, sorry, on, 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 on markets are starting to come in again. And I'm talking mainly in the U.S. So there's a slightly better tone there. We're still in all-time high territory. Uh, today in Europe, things are picking up, and that's on the back of their manufacturing data. So globally, we're seeing a better picture, but we're not seeing it yet. You know, it, it's complete opposite. It may be associated with emerging markets. It may be only associated with South Africa. So um, there, there are fears you know, um, there are fears building up about where we're heading and what this economy looks like. So uh, mm. it's very difficult to to pinpoint who the sellers are and why they're selling. But um, there's no doubt that it's it, you know it's it's building it's building strength. Okay, so what are you going to do then? Uh, here we are, uh, December the second, going into the new year, going into the holiday season. Uh, you've got to go with the flow, obviously. But uh, is the flow right or is it wrong? I, I I think the flow's right, you know. I, I and it comes back to what I said earlier on. I think that after years of struggle uh, in a very low growth economy, I think we're starting to see the cracks emerge. You know the famous uh, Buffett saying of uh, you know it's only when the tide recedes uh, do you see who's been swimming nude. 
Um, we saw what Tongart did in an effort to bolster its its earnings, not stealing from the company, but rather trying to to ratchet up earnings for whatever reasons, for self-enrichment uh, reasons, whatever. And and I think all along we saw Nampak's results, you know, uh, yes. last week. Uh, wherever we go, we're seeing some really awful numbers coming out uh, as, as, as companies battle as best as they can this economy. Uh, the banks have held up reasonably well. The retailers have held up reasonably well. Um, but you don't know how long this is going to last. When I say reasonably well, there's nothing exciting on the top line. It's just a matter of, of, of trying to steal market share from someone else and so on. Uh, there's nothing dramatic happening at the top end of the market. And those companies that are doing well might be because they've got some subsidiary somewhere outside of uh, Africa that's, that, you know, that's holding its own. But I mean, if, if we analyze the local, the local, you know, local earnings, they'd be pretty, pretty dire. Yeah. And there's two camps at the moment. South Africa is a bargain or South Africa is still overvalued. And I don't know what, what it is. I don't know which one it is. I don't know if people are going to say to themselves, well, ultimately, how long has Mr. Ramaphosa been in, in charge, by the way? Two years. It's been two years now, hasn't it? Yes. I said yeah, to somebody don't you remember CR 17? Don't yeah. you remember CR17, Cyril Ramaphosa17? Effectively, he's been voted as head of the ANC for two years. As president, uh, I think it's, it's, a, it's a lesser period than that, maybe one and a half years or just a little over one and a half years. Hmm. So no, he, he came in almost immediately. So he's been around for long enough to two have made years, a mark. And nothing's happened, right? Uh, nothing. No. no. So I'm, I'm in the camp that's saying, yes, it appears valued. But I don't think we've seen the signs of a of a turnaround yet. You know, Nick said something very interesting the other day. Nick, Nick Kunze, Kunze from Santa. Yeah. when we were talking on Thursday or I think last Tuesday or Thursday, Thursday he said, you know, yes. we've already bought. He says we thought we had a bargain. We came in and we committed. We've done our buying. Now what? You know, and as the market retreats, we've run out of ammunition. You know, to to keep buying and holding market up. And I think that was a very good description of, of, of where we are. And uh, we gave it a leg up. <laughs> we thought it was going to, there was enough to keep that going. But now suddenly the sellers come in and we're gone. You know, we finished. We've, we've done enough. And, uh, yeah, it made me think. And I think he's dead right. That's what's happened. Yeah, they've got money. They have to deploy, of course, these people. I mean, these giant institutions yeah. like Sunlamp. Mm. They really have to do it. I mean, I don't, what, what are you doing at Sassfin? Me? I, I haven't been in this. Well, market, the company. You know, yeah. I've, yeah, look, they're, they're battling. You know, they're looking for for areas. Um, we tend to to stay with most of the offshore companies yeah. and uh, maybe one or two miners. But uh, we've been a bit reluctant to commit at the bottom, you know, on, on, on local consumer stocks, despite the fact that they look fairly attractive. Mm. Uh, but I can't I can't talk for, you know, for everyone. There's a slight variation in the way that uh, each manager is approaching the market. But it, it hasn't been easy to put together a model portfolio, you know, with any kind of conviction. Yeah. You're confused, in other words. Yes. Put it that way. Very I good. think there is a, there, there are different views, you know, there are those who, who, uh, support what you just said, feel that things are very cheap and they can't get cheaper. There are others who feel it's, it's a bit too early to come in. You know, we need more evidence that things are, uh, more evidence uh, of a turnaround before we commit, and so and so it goes. But I mean, it's it's from a client's point of view, it's been very difficult for us to uh, you know to keep them happy. 
keep them happy means, you know, match some of the gains that we've seen on other markets. Okay, let's talk about football now, something more uh, yes. m- more real. Um, and, of course, Freddie Lundberg is now in charge, which is mm. the most disastrous decision that Arsenal have ever made, I mean, apart from Ronel Emery. I mean, come on now. Well, they've got no one else at this stage. They have to find someone. They have to fire Emery. I mean, after Thursday night's performance... Uh, Against Antrack Frankfurt, yeah. yeah. Terrible. The fans, the fans would have revolted. You know, they would have, they would have actually burnt the stadium down. So you could see the, the, the stadium, despite the fact that uh, Eintracht's fans weren't there, uh, it was still only half full. You know, yeah. it's, it's, and that's, that's for a game which uh, you normally pack in the stadium. It's normally packed for whatever game. Mm. So uh, it, it said everything. I think people are just abandoning them. And I still think it's going to be difficult. They haven't scored a win in, I don't know, seven, eight games. Eight games now, uh, yeah. You know, you know, when you look at it, Lindsay, they've played 14 games. They've only won four. Four, that's what they've won. They've and this is a eight. massive, massive team as well. Oh, sorry, they've drawn seven. Yes. So they've won four games. I mean, that's crazy. So I, 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 have, I haven't seen an Arsenal team like this, I don't know, since I was a kid in the 1950s and 60s, you know, when I used to listen to BBC Radio and just get distressed every time I heard they lost. You know, that was, the, that was in the 50s and 60s. And, and Mourinho's son for your, your mid-town for rivals. Spurs. I mean, look at that, three, yeah. three wins out of three. And uh, mm. how many goals mm. have scored? I mean, it's entertaining mm. football. Uh, but Arsenal yeah. don't need Freddie Lundberg. They need a top, top manager. Yeah. I don't know. They need, you know, they've got to look at their defence because that's what's been, that's what's really letting them down. You know, if you look at their goal difference, it's minus one. <laughs> that's, uh, you know, that that also says it. So uh, they're lying eight, but they've let more goals in than they've scored. And every game, they you know, you can you can give away. You know that it's going to be two goals given away. Uh, uh-huh. Just haven't got any idea there. It's sad. I look. I think in Man United, you look at the similar kind of situation. My my most distressed one is is Everton to see where Everton are lying at the moment. It's uh, it's so sad because it's a big club. You know, it's uh, there's always been a rivalry between Liverpool and Everton, and you've got them at two extremes, one at the top, and what their stadiums are, what a, a kilometre away from each other. Well, there's just across Stanley Park. It's actually less mm. than a, a kilometre. It's, it? it's, it's, yeah. it's uh, 800 metres or something. It's extraordinary. Yeah. I think he'll survive. The manager will survive because they're playing good football. They were unlucky in yeah. a way against Leicester yesterday. Mm. No, I, di- I didn't see the game. I, I didn't see the end. I just saw the result. But um, I know that above us here is Warwick, which is uh, Ian Kilbride, who's an absolute oh, yeah. fanatical <laughs> Everton. Everton supporter. I yeah. Just, I, yeah, I just avoid these chaps. You know, whenever <laughs> I see the Warwick boys out there, I just kind of do a duck. I don't want to talk football. Because our poor old Ian must be ga- must be under such pressure at the moment. Yeah, and, and in fact, he sponsors a couple of boxes there. If you have a look at the, the <laughs> Everton, if you look at Goodison Park, you can no, see no. you can see Warwick there. I mean, he's so <laughs> fanatical; it's amazing. Give, give him my love next time you see him. So but, uh, I feel for you. Yeah. Oh, poor thing. Anyway, David, thank you very much for your analysis. That's David Shapiro, who's the deputy chairman of Sassman Securities, based in Johannesburg. That podcast was proudly brought to you in association with sharenet.co.za. Visit strictlybusinesspodcast.com and subscribe to receive exclusive content straight to your inbox.